Episode number 227, Authentic and Engaging Worship with Doug Hood, Part 1. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Merry Christmas. Hope you had a great one and happy new year. You might be listening to me this week as you're traveling home from the holidays, so stay awake and be safe on the road traveling home. This week's episode of our show is sponsored by our friends at Subsplash. Subsplash is the leading provider for church apps and engagement tools. You can check them out today at subsplash.com. And speaking of apps, we are so proud to announce our brand new 1230 Media app. It's available now in the App Store and on Google Play. You can get them uh, the, our app wherever apps are available. Uh, it's absolutely free. And if you're watching this, here is a sneak peek of what's inside the app. Check this out. Hey, guys, we're so excited to announce the release of our brand new mobile app. This app will give you a way to connect with us and all of our media content and training 24-7. We have designed the app where you can access all of our training resources, get access to our entire worship media library, and start your next custom media project right within the app, right at your fingertips. When you download our app, you'll receive a copy of our ebook, The Ultimate Church Media Toolbox, absolutely free. Just download the app and click free ebook right on the front page of the app. Make sure to create an account and log in to receive notifications from us. And in your first notification, we'll give you a code for 10% off your next custom media project with us. We've tried to make the app simple to use. So what are you waiting for? Download, log in, and engage with all the content we have available right from your phone. Head over to your app store and type 1230media to search for the app today. Or you can go to 1230.media forward slash app to download the app directly to your phone or device. 1230.media forward slash app. Hey guys, we are really excited about this app. We have a lot planned for the app uh, this year, including exclusive deals, free and early access to content, and more. When you download the app, you get every week's episode of the podcast on Sunday instead of Monday, so a full day early. You can enjoy the podcast on your Sunday afternoon or evening, uh, so it's right there for you on your way to work on Monday as well. So you can download the app free right now. Just search the words 1230 Media on the App Store or the Google Play Store today. Just search 1230 Media media. This week on the show, we start a two-part series with worship leader Doug Hood. Now, Doug has authored the book, The Worship Unicorn. His thinking is that too many churches are consumed with copying each other, specifically in the area of music and worship. So where is the uniqueness? Where is the individuality? How do you find your voice as a worship leader. That's what we're going to be talking about this week and next week on the show. So we'll jump right into part one of my interview with Doug Hood right after this. 
When it comes to digitally engaging your church community, knowing where to start can feel overwhelming. But what would it look like to partner with a platform that makes engagement simple? At Subsplash, that has been our goal since day one. We work closely alongside your ministry to help you share the gospel, connect with your community, and fuel your mission. Our team of ministry-minded experts are committed to your success. From consulting to app implementation and ongoing tech support, we're here for you every step of the way. The Subsplash platform gives you the ability to completely customize your digital presence with ease. It comes fully loaded with your own app, website builder, online and mobile giving, and so much more. Imagine the possibility of posting last weekend's sermon and seeing it populate across all your digital platforms instantly. We take care of the hard stuff, like writing code and updating your software, allowing you to save time for what matters most, making disciples and sharing the gospel. Lord, I know without you, I am nothing. I cannot do what you call me to do on my own. I am desperate for your presence in my life. We do all of this while providing you the metrics and analytics that matter most, so you can see how your community is engaging with your content and connecting with your ministry. From day one, the Subsplash platform was built to be an all-in-one solution that drives your ministry towards ultimate engagement. At the end of the day, our goal is simple, to partner with your ministry and help engage your community. Our team is ready to help you do just that. So connect with us today and learn how Subsplash can serve you. Hey guys, today I welcome Doug Hood. Doug is a worship pastor at Central Ministries of Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's also the author of the new book, The Worship Unicorn, so be sure to pick it up at Amazon today. Doug, man, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So tell me a little bit about your role at Central Ministries and just kind of what the Lord has been doing with you the last few years. Yeah, my role is worship pastor, so I lead uh, a couple services every weekend. We've, we've, uh, like most churches, we've kind of uh, <laughs> evolved over the years. From yeah. uh, you know, back in the day, we had one service, and then we had two, and one time we had as many as five. And we've uh, had a multi-site. We still have a multi-site, so we've added Friday night church, Sunday morning church. So currently, I lead uh, two services every Sunday morning. Awesome, man. Um, so the book I got it here, Worship Unicorn. Yeah. So tell me, tell me what, uh, tell me what led you to you to uh, write the book and put it together. Yeah, I had, uh, you know, as a as a worship leader, as a just kind of a creative person, you know, I, I jot down ideas from from time to time, and so I've got a lot of ideas kind of floating around in my head, and I, yeah. I put those down in various places. And uh, a couple of years ago, I just was was kind of looking at some of these ideas and. And I had kind of thought about it, you know, a few times of writing a book. And, and one of the guys in my office one day, just out of the blue, he sends me an email and he said, hey, this is going to sound really strange and it's going to you know, come out of nowhere. He said, but have you ever thought about writing a book? And I said, oh, okay, well, maybe that's my confirmation that I'm supposed <laughs> to write a book. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started about maybe about a year and a half ago. And, and I kind of started to frame the 
the ideas, you know, I wanted, I wanted it to be really simple. Um, I didn't want it to be something that was really super deep and, and really, really heavy, but I wanted it to be like real things that people that really want to lead better yeah. could do, you know? And so that's why at the end of the chapter, every chapter we have, you know, here's an idea, here's an action item, a piece of yeah. homework that you can do this week to try to lead better. And so my, my heart is to try and help people lead worship better, not lead songs better, you know, because right. we need more worship leaders. We don't need more song leaders. Right. And so that's kind of the, the gist of it. And also yeah. one, one thing to clarify, I am not the worship unicorn. <laughs> so <laughs> some people see that. Uh, and the, the, the worship unicorn does not refer to me. Um, it refers to, you know, we all, we all have these amazing moments in worship where just everything goes right, you know, and, and we, we have our favorite song and, you know, you hit that moment and the congregation comes alive and, and you feel God walk into the room and it's just, it's just awesome, right? So it's, it's yeah. that moment that we want. And then we've also probably had the scenario where we come to church the next week and then everything is just falls flat. You know, and, and yeah. nothing, nothing's happening. You know, and yeah. we're like, well, hey, what happened last week? And I want to, I want to bottle that and recreate it. Now we know we can't bottle it, but the, the 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 unicorn concept is like chasing that thing that just happened last week. You know, how can we, how can we try to have that happen more often? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, uh, if we're honest, sometimes uh, worship leaders or anyone in in ministry, for that matter, we can fall into copying uh, either ourselves or others, uh, instead of creating. Um, so tell me how the book kind of captures that chasing after my uniqueness, chasing after the unicorn. Yeah, we, we talk about that in the book. Um, I think that's one of the most dangerous things that we do <clears throat> is look at churches that we would put in the category of successful for, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, either they're successful at worship or they're successful because they're really large or they're on TV or, you know, any, any of those things. And, and we kind of put a target on that and we can say, well, we want to aim for that. And there, I don't think there's anything inherently terrible with that. But if we're driven by that, you know, if that is what we're chasing, you know, we're, tr we're trying to be them rather than we're trying to be ourselves, I think that's the core problem. And right. so we, we talk about that a lot in the book of, you know, I, I can't just be a musician behind a keyboard and just playing songs to people. I have to lead those people. Right. And if I don't know those people, I can't lead those people, right? I can get up and I can play songs and they can be awesome, right? But if I don't know the people in the congregation, if I don't know the stories of the people that I'm that are sitting right in front of me, how do I know how to lead them? You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's so much deeper than music, and and so that's why we we have we as leaders have to know the people that God puts right in front of us. You know, every Sunday, every Friday, every Saturday, whenever you have church, God is physically taking hundreds or thousands of people and plopping them right in front of your face. You know, and and we have yeah. to know those people, and when we do then this amazing thing happens where we, we know the stories of those people and we know what songs they need for that week, you know, on right. that Sunday. So that's, that's right. when it gets fun, you know, and that's when it gets effective and that's when we're leading people in worship and not just playing music to them. Right. Right. Um, and in the book, you, you lay out 10 different things to pursue uh, authentic or engaging worship. So I want to kind of hit on each of those really quickly in our time together. So okay. uh, the first one that you're after is a continuation of what you just said in that uh, music is not worship. So uh, so maybe answer it this way. How do we think as a leader 
not as, as a musician? Yeah, well, I think uh, I, I go back to my, my journey uh, as a musician, as a leader. I was a musician way before I was a leader. Uh, I think there was a long time that I, that I thought I was leading worship that I wasn't. I was leading songs, but I wasn't leading worship. And so um, uh, we, need to, we, we need to be praying. You know, we need to be asking God what he wants uh, for the church, not just what the popular song is uh, that week. Um, and I've, I've had, and, and your people that are that are going to, you know, watch this uh, can probably relate to this. But I've had some weeks where I have some oddball songs, you know, where I'm like, you know, God, am I really supposed to do this song? This is a <laughs> this is a weird song. Um, but you know, He impresses on me that yeah, this is for this week. And so, so we need to be we need to be constantly praying, God, what do you want for my church this week? not what do I want and not what do I sound great when I sing or not what has an amazing solo that I will look really cool as I play it. But what, what does your church need this week to connect with you? Um, and so that's, that, that's, I think that's part of getting there. So what is an action step that, uh, that we can take to make sure that we're posturing <clears throat> ourselves more as a, as a leader? Oh man, there's lots of them. Um, <laughs> Probably pro- one that comes to mind right now is just um, get get to know your people. You yeah. know, get to know the stories in your congregation. I'll, I'll tell you one quick one, and this this may overlap a little bit. But uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was led to do a song from a guy named Bill Gaither. Remember that name? I do. <laughs> okay, so old older song, 1971. Um, some would look at a song like that and then they would say, man, that ship has sailed. And, and it probably has. It's probably sailed a few times. But for whatever reason, you know, I, I led to do that song uh, because he lives. Now, we do it. We don't do it in the traditional way. So it's, it's, it's tweaked a little bit so it sounds current and it's, and it's fun and it's really powerful. But for anyway, for whatever reason, you know, God led me to do that song that week. And I got a note the day, that day, later uh, Sunday afternoon, I got a text from a family. And they said, you know, how could you know that we need that song that day? And I said, you know, and we probably know. I didn't know. You know, I didn't know they needed that song. But the details of that are that there was a, a person in our church that was getting ready to check out of this world. You know, so she had uh, twice had kind of gone through some pre-suicide things you know so she was figuring out how she's going to check out of this world and she came in this is uh this is two weeks ago she came in and we i think that was i think it was the first song of the day actually um and so here here's somebody that's ready to you know check out and she she hears and she sings she sees the words up on the screen because he lives i can face tomorrow mm-hmm. my life is worth the living because he lives and that family looked at each other and they looked, they looked, they're like, how could Doug know what we need today? You know, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. But that's what God led me to that day. And so as, as we connect, and then I was able to connect with them on a really deeper level and, and encourage some other people with the story. And so th- those are the kind of real things that are going on in our church. Um, but we need to get to know people. We get to have relationships uh, with them, know what they're struggling with. We can't just be people that are, in my case, I stand behind a keyboard. I can't just be a guy that stands behind a keyboard and plays music every week and goes home, you know, uh, because I'm, how, how effective am I going to be? I'm just, I'm just making songs. And, and for me, I don't want to do that. And again, there was, there was a time when I did, um, and it wasn't, 
my motives weren't bad. Just I was, I was comfortable with me as a musician and not me as a uh, pastor, a shepherd, a leader, a, a person that prayed, a person that was trying to be involved in the congregation. I was just like, hey, I'm a musician. I'm, I'm pretty good, you know. <laughs> I was yeah. pretty secure in, you know, I can, I can play the piano, I can play keyboard, I can sing okay, and, and I was pretty comfortable in that, you know. But, and, and ironically, the people that I lead now think this is really funny. But when I started, when I started leading, I actually told leadership, okay, I will play, I will sing, but I will not talk, and I will not pray. Because I was scared to death of that. And so that's what I try to challenge people now. And I know that that's a real thing. There are, whether you play a guitar or a keyboard or whatever, whatever you play, a lot of leaders are really comfortable making music. And the, the thought of talking or praying is sheer terror, right? right? But that's where leading takes place. And that's where you transition from a musician to a leader. Mm, good, good. All right, so second uh, chapter, second uh, thing out of your 10 is you are the potter and God is the clay. Now, yeah. tell, me, tell me why this is uh, not the reverse. Uh, well, because I think that there's a lot of things that we do today where we are in charge of the service rather than God is in charge of the service. Hmm. Uh, we could probably talk an hour on that subject. Yeah. Um, but there are technical things. There are planning things. There are song choice things where we define, we say, God, we are the potter. And we're going to let you do these things for 17.5 minutes. That's it. You know, we, we put God and don't, in that And box. don't go over. Exactly. Don't go over. Um, if we feel led to do an altar call, man, I, re I really would like to do that. But, you know, we're out of time. Sorry, God, we're just out of time. Or we hit an amazing point in a song and I want to stay there for a while. Sorry, my click track's out. The right. song is done. Sorry, God. So it's things like that, and I'm, I'm being, you know, a little extreme, a little over dramatic, but those are those are real things that happen, yeah. you know, and those are those are real thoughts that go through a worship leader's head. If if something in the service is going great and you want to modify it and you want to change it, I'm I'm thinking about things of you know what are the camera guys going to do? Does the bass player have the chart? Does is the guitar going to need to change the capo? Are the singers going to have lyrics? What are the graphic guys going to do in pro presenter? What verse do they have? You know, all, all those things are going through my mind. Right. And those are not really healthy things to be going through my right. mind when right. I'm trying to lead a ministry time. You know? Right. I think uh, that's a good uh, I'll rabbit trail here for a second and tell you from a, from a media production standpoint, that's one thing I want to encourage production teams is to not trash your worship leader if he's feeling the the Holy Spirit move in a direction so right. that we don't need to be back in the booth going, oh, gosh, he always does that right. you know, or, or, right. or whatever. You know, we need to be ready to turn another chorus if you turn another chorus or yeah. something like that. The band needs to be ready to move off the click or turn the click off and let you go and then pick up the click for the next song or, or whatever pretty easily yeah. um, in order for you to, to go there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a that's that's kind of a, a current, and that's something new that didn't exist ten years ago. You know, so there's there's this right. there's this um, there's this great collaboration between worship and tech, and there's also this friction between worship and tech. 
Right. You know, because we, as leaders, we want the flexibility to go off script. You know, when we, when we practice every Sunday morning, I'm always telling the guys, you know, Hey, I I don't want to script this moment. I want to rehearse little pieces of it. We might go here. We might go there. And, you know, we, we as leaders can't just live in this, uh, you know, like the wild West and not include the tech team as far as where we think we might go. So that's, that's not fair. Right. Um, But we also need to, we, we collectively, we as, as worship and tech, I think we need to create an environment where there is some of that freedom and we're not locked in a box because if we put ourselves in that box, we really do become the potter and and God is not the potter. Right. So I was going to say that too, from the flip side, and you just spoke to that, that as the worship leader, if you can let the team know it, obviously there are times when you, when you can't, Uh, um, but even in rehearsal to say, Hey guys, there might be a chance I might go off script here. So just everybody know, um, you know, that this is what's coming or maybe in the moment you can actually speak it and say, right. Hey guys, we we didn't plan to turn another chorus here. So we're, you know, you know, the lyrics are going to find us or whatever, right. Where you're, you're setting the, you know, your team up without throwing them under the bus. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I think we also need to. And yeah, this is a this is a topic I could talk for probably nine hours about. But I yeah. won't, so I won't. But uh, we need to give ourselves um, some freedom and also some grace, a lot of grace. So when these great moments happen that we want to happen, you know, those those unicorn moments, and things technically are not perfect, you know, and our, our stream is going out there to it may go out to ten people or a thousand people or a million people or whatever. But we, we all need to care about what's happening in that moment spiritually right. way more than how technically perfect it is. Good. You know? And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist. I'm, I'm super critical of, of what I do and what we all do. So that's just kind of in my nature. But, but we, need, we as leaders need to be able to, to focus on what's happening spiritually is, is 100 million times more important than if all of our cues are, are rock solid and perfect. Right. Good. Okay, let's get to number three, and that is uh, you talk about facts versus stories and connecting people through uh, connecting with people through stories. So, tell me some practical tips that I can use stories woven in my worship set. Yeah, I think stories is just a matter of uh, again, we we need to be shepherds of our people and not just playing to them. So, as we Mm -hmm. as we get to know them, every church has stories. Every week, probably your church has people that are going through real things <clears throat> right now that they're struggling with, or they just came through something and they, they have this great story of victory. There, there is an abundance of stories in your church. And so as we get to know those people, I think we need to share those stories. You know, just like the story I just shared uh, about the Because He Lives song. That's a story from my church. You know, I shared it the next week. This actually whatever, you know, a few days ago Sunday, I shared that with our church. So that, that touches people, you know, and ever, whoever's watching this, whoever, however you lead, if you lead a church of, of 15 people or 5,000 people, you have stories in your church. So it's really just as simple as just, just being aware and you know, just talking to people, Hey, what's going on in your life? And you will quickly be able to tie that to a song. You know, and again, you're not, our job is not to preach sermons. You know, we, we don't need to talk for 30 minutes, you know, and that's another, that's another problem. But when you take uh, a minute or, or two or three minutes tops and you just share, hey, this is something that happened in our church 
people that are in this room right now, you know, and sometimes you'll even share the name of that person. Sometimes you won't. But when people that are in that room know, man, this is happening in our church, and then you tie a song into that, then that song just takes on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's the power yeah. of stories. Now you could, because we can get up there and we can share facts and, and we can share memes and all these witty things. But when we share, share stories of real people that are in our churches, that's just so much more powerful. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, number four is don't miss talent right in your face. So the uh, question here is how do we create a culture where volunteers uh, and artists uh, of all kinds feel comfortable sharing their talents in our church? Yep. That's a great question, difficult topic. Um, and I think yep. it's different for every church. Um, I think that we need to, depending on the size of your church, depending on how many services you have and the types of service and the size of the congregation, um, it's going to vary. But there needs to be a way for people that want to get involved to get involved. Now, depending on your church, you, you may have a culture where you can put somebody up on the stage and they may not be the world's greatest musician and, and it's, it's fine. You know, culturally, that's fine and it's not, it's not going to derail the service. It's not going to be a distraction. Um, you may be a place that has, you know, a thousand people in the room or you've got a, a, a stream that's going out that's, that's publicly broadcast all over the place. And if you did that, that might be a distraction, you know, and it, instead of being a, um, you know, a, a touching moment or, you know, seeing somebody develop as a musician, it might be a real distraction. So depending on your church, I think those, how you do that is different. You know, there, there may be different services that you have that maybe there's um, smaller attendance, you know, that they could, they could come up through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they can, if they're younger, they can start out in, on the youth group uh, mm-hmm. uh, band. That's good. Um, sometimes they can just come depending on how you do uh, rehearsals. You know, you can come and say, Hey, hang out with us for a month or two and just jam with the band. Right. And you might find out, Hey, these guys are a great fit. Or you might find out collectively that, Hey, they're not a great fit. So I think that that one's a little tricky just depending on the size of the church and kind of how, how public or maybe not public your, your services are. Right. Good. Um, okay. The next one is, uh, I'm really passionate about this one is be honest. Don't let words kill worship. So what we're talking about here is um, a little bit of that rub between the worship and tech teams could be, um, but words can hurt. And so we don't want to tear our team members apart publicly or privately um, and expect to have a solid team and a solid culture. So tell me how we can not destroy others and lead worship at the same time. Yeah, this is a major problem, major, major problem. Um, and, and what it means is I, I've, I've, I've experienced this. I've, I've seen it in other churches. Um, you know, like Carl, if, if you and I are at church and, and I'm the worship leader, let's say you're my sound guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if rehearsal is going bad, um, you know, it's half an hour before the service, I can't come over and destroy you as a person and say, hey, the mix is awful, I'm unhappy, you're worthless, get somebody that knows how to run sound, all those kind of things. I can't then a half an hour later stand up on the stage and lead everybody in worship. Right. I can't do that. Um, but, it, but it happens. That happens all the time. I, I have seen pastors and worship leaders and tech guys 
just destroy each other verbally. Mm, yep. And then all of a sudden it's service time and it's like somebody flicks a button and you're just, you're, you're, it's almost like you're acting this part and it's, and it's a job. Yep. And this, this can't be a job. You know, this can't be a gig. Uh, this has got to be something that you're called to. It's got to be something that you're passionate about. And so, uh, we, we just need to treat it. We need to be nice. I mean, this is deeper than worship things. We just, we just should be nice to each other. But some practical things. One, one of the things that we do at our church, because every church has things go wrong, right? Every church has tension. Every church has uh, things that come up that will create, you know, some conflict between people. Um, one of the things that we have tried to do, which we do a pretty good job at, I can't say we always do it, but a pretty good job is I try to commit to on Sunday mornings is not the time to talk about all this conflict. Good. Okay. So even if you do the world's worst mistake and I want to kill you, you know, let's, let's kill each other Monday. Let's right. not do it. <laughs> let's not do it Sunday right. because I don't, I don't want that in my head, you know, as I'm trying to lead, you don't want that in your head. Um, so it's not healthy in that moment. It's not healthy for the service. Uh, it also lets everybody just kind of diffuse, you know, a little bit and then talk about it Monday or Tuesday. So Good. that's a real practical thing because we used to, again, we do multiple services. And so what would happen for us is we would do the first service and then whatever went wrong technically after that service, we're all complaining to each other, you know, Hey, what went wrong? Hey, we need to fix this. And then when we get ready for second service, my brain is not in the right space. Because we're right? working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good thing. Just commit to, commit to talk about it. Just don't do it Sunday. Yeah, that's don't really, right really there. good. Yeah. I, I would add to that and say the, one of the worst things that you can do from the stage is call people out yes. from the mic. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Our sound guy is struggling today. Or, yes. Well, uh, is it going to be up on screen? I don't know. Is it, uh, yeah. everybody? I don't know. Hey, uh, that's <laughs> the absolute worst. Yeah. One, it makes people feel horrible because we're working on it in the back. Could be. Yeah. Um, and also, too, it, it it shows that your team's not unified. <laughs> right. One, it, you're bashing people publicly. Yeah. It's awkward in the room. Like, it's yeah. just bad all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good a little little sidebar there. A really good conversation for for worship leaders and tech teams is to talk about your contingencies. So talk about when things go wrong, what are we going to do? Because there's not a whole lot of things that go wrong. They're usually the same things. You know, hey, all right. of a sudden my monitors don't work, or or the computer just froze up and we we don't have a sermon. So the, the same right. kind of things happen in churches all over the place. So just talk about it so that you know, okay, when this happens and it will happen. Right. What do we do? And that, that's a really good conversation to have because um, some people think if you just talk about it enough or, or, or yell at each other enough, all these problems go away and they'll right. happen again. So it's important right. that we know how to deal with it. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. We are going to be moving our mailbag segment to once a month on the show starting next month. So if you have a question on how to transform the worship experience at your church, you can submit a selfie video at makingsundayhappen.com forward slash mailbag. That's makingsundayhappen.com forward slash mailbag. And if we use your question on the show, we'll send you my ebook, The Ultimate Production Team Handbook, absolutely free. So submit your question today, makingsundayhappen.com forward slash 
mailbag. Next week, we will continue my conversation with Doug Hood all about how to pursue authentic and engaging worship. So be sure to grab Doug's book, The Worship Unicorn, on Amazon today. It's a great book on worship. In two weeks on the show, I welcome my friend Ben Stapley. Ben has been on the podcast a couple of times. And next week, we'll be talking all about how to pastor creatives and communicators. So something that both of us are really, really passionate about. That's in two weeks on the show. And you can continue the conversation in our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. A couple of thousand folks in the community over there, so be sure to check that out. That's at facebook.com forward slash Making Sunday Happen. You can also follow 1230 Media on social media if you would. We would love to connect with you there. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com. 